So let me start with this statement. First of all, let me, for people who haven't heard Zen Bishlap, there are certain points. We use the terminology selfing. Yeah. That's a very important understanding. And what selfing is, is all that supports this one activity of the mental state, which is the activity of being identified as a self. And the definition I'm using for a self is a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing, a body, yes? So, the act of being identified as a self. Now, if you read it in one way, it looks like the act, the verb of it is the act of being identified, but then there's a noun called self. But the way we're using it, there is no noun called self. There is no long-lasting, independent, separate entity. There's bodies, but there's no long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Without the light moving through the body, the body is a non-existent thing. Yes? Have you ever seen a dead body who used to know? Sometimes when I saw it happen to me when I was nine, my mother took me to the, my Uncle Fred's funeral, brought me up to the casket. I looked in. It was Uncle Fred's body, but I had a direct hit that that wasn't Uncle Fred. Because... What I, what I was mistaking what was moving through Uncle Fred as the body. Because I was in the state of mistaking what was moving through this you know, being the body. I was identified as I would call a self. So this act of like, being identified as self, of, as a self, is a whole verb. This is what the mental state's doing. The mental state is, a, is interpreting this place from the point of view as you as a body. Yeah? as a historical action figure, that you were there, yeah, that's what the thoughts do. The thoughts will pic- picture you as a body. When you're thought about, like last week, you picture yourself as a body, yes? So the thoughts are about you in the past, yeah, about you that you're not, and they're also about you in the future. So they're both forms of remembering self. So when you're remembering self in the past, you know, you're picturing, oh, I was surfing three years ago on that day, but you're seeing yourself as a body. So you're remembering yourself as a body. That's the remembrance of self. And then when you're worrying, will I be surfing next year, whatever, and you're worrying as a body, all right? So that worrying in the future is also a form of remembering self now. Yeah? So this is how the mental logic goes. I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here now. That's the bondage of self. It's an activity. Now, it's fine if you're fine with it, but for many people, it gets to be a very a strong sense of irritable restlessness and discontent. So, <clears throat> the selfing is, that's what's happening. The thought system is being used to reinforce this idea of being a someone. The thought system, the memories are about you as a body. The perceptions see things. Yes? So, this is the activity of the bondage of self. And now, this great master put it this way. He says... There is a presupposing of a non-existent thing, yes, and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. This is the problem. So this is a heist that most people aren't aware of. Most people are living from this heist. They're not seeing the heist. Yeah? So they start, let's say, meditating, and while they're meditating, the mental state is using the meditation to imply the meditator. While they're surfing, the mental state is using the surfing to imply they're a surfer. Yeah? That's the bondage of self. It's an activity. Yeah? It needs your compliance to produce its goods, which is a feeling of being a separate, long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing. And then it can bring you to such a point that you'll try to seek for yourself as something other than you. And that's what most spirituality really is. It's looking for itself as something other than what it is. That's why it never finds it. Yeah? Because you are what's looking right now. What you're looking for is what's looking. So it's ephemeral or uh, transient or in the moment being super present with thy with thy, with thyself, with thy way of looking, so to speak. Well, this is more based on, and then after this, let's, uh, 
we'll have the questions afterwards. Let's just go on a riff here. But what was revealed with me is that you cannot possibly be out of any moment. So then the need to get into the moment you're relieved of. And that's truly being in the moment. Most people's attempt to get into the moment is acting out a belief that they could be out of a moment. I don't believe that. I don't think you've ever been out of any moment you've ever been in. Yeah? You see? So a lot of people are trying to get into the moment because there's a belief they could be out of it. I don't have that belief. Yeah? And also, they're trying to get out of something that they can't be in. They're trying to get out of self, but I humbly believe that you've never been in self. So, the freedom doesn't take any time because it's a fact. Yeah? How long would it take to get out of an imaginary place? <laughs> Not no time. Well, if you were trying to get out of it, it could go on forever. But if, but if you saw it was an imaginary place, <laughs> no time at all. So that was a perfect statement. Because that's the dilemma. <laughs> when you're trying to get out of an imaginary place, it's going to go on forever. And all you're trying to get out of it is verifying the reality of the imaginary place. You see? Our role here is incredible. It's proving it in neuroscience that whatever is observed is distorted by the observation of it. We're the observation of everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving everything all the meaning it has. Like they say in physics, uh, the greatest influence of every any experimenter experiment is the experimenter. Yes. You cannot get you you cannot exclude yourself from the mix. Your the sense of observing is part of the game. There's no the mental states saying it's observing from like a like a free it's not it's in the arena. This is always going to be in front of the camera, and what we are is behind the camera. Yeah. This is never going to get behind the camera as this. It's seeing you're not this, then you get the hit that you've always been behind the camera. You've never not been behind the camera, and there's nothing that ever took you out of being behind the camera. And, or there's nothing that can ever take you out of it. Yes? And it doesn't take any time at all. So suddenly, you are... Ev- you are what you're looking for is always available at all times, right where you are, no matter what condition you believe or think you're in. Yes? Now that's... that's what would that produce? Wouldn't it produce a relaxation, like better than 50 time massages? You would just drop, you could just drop in, and there would be like a stabilized, chilled outness. And it wouldn't be an experience, it would influence all your experiences. That's what I call traveling lighter. Because that's what it does. Yeah. You're in a state of not taking yourself so seriously. And if the, the highest way, the highest seriousness you could ever take the self is being it, or taking yourself to be it. And that, to me, is the act of being identified as it. as simple as that. Yeah. And so you're never going to meditate yourself out of the meditator. You're never going to think yourself out of the thinker. You're never going to feel yourself out of the feeler. It's too fast. This mental process is so fucking fast, it outdraws all your practices. The only thing that can outgun it is what the gun's always drawn is, which is in timelessness, and that's your inherent condition. Yeah? The freedom is prior to the bondage, not after the bondage. You see that there is no one to be bound. That's what happens. And all of this, all that I share about is just reverse engineering. Something's occurred, and then the mental state is tried to sort of describe it. Yeah, because if you can see the heist, you won't be looking from the heist. Yeah. If you see the self, the the activity of selfing, you won't be looking from the self. Yeah. That's the whole message. And really that's and when I joked around, basically I hope you leave with exactly what you came with, which is nothing. Because if you keep getting nothing, it's gonna dawn on you one day, that's everything. Yeah? You will have been you will have finally found what you ne- never, never needed to look for. You've been it the whole time. And I mean seriously. It will bring an ease and comfort. 
in the way you travel here, and it will influence your, your experiences. But it's not an experience. Because you have to be something else to experience it, and you're not. The only possibility you have with what is, is being it. That's it. That's the only avenue. You can't know it, you can't understand it, you can't study it, but you can be it. Simple as that. You can know and study and understand what you're not. You can learn what you're not quite a lot, but you can only be what you are. You cannot have an experience of it. You can't lose it. You can't find it. So I want to share an old story <coughs> by this master. Yeah? Because I think it, it, it uh, describes it perfectly. Yeah? If I can find it. It's about a woman. Well, first he starts talking about realization. I hope I can get it. I just may have to paraphrase it. So here's the story. There's a woman who has a necklace around her neck, where usually they are, and suddenly she loses the necklace. And so now she goes to her friends and asks them, can you help me find the necklace? So they all go searching for the necklace, and they can't find the necklace. And then suddenly a friend comes and points out to her, it's still around her neck. Yeah? So now she feels like she's found the necklace. But has she? It's always been there. And suddenly she feels great joy in finding the necklace. And then she realizes all her misery was because she had lost the necklace. But she hadn't lost the necklace, nor did she find the necklace. It had always been there. So you have to see, but her experience, when she believed she lost it, was she was really bummed out. And when she believed she found it, she was really in a lot of bliss. But in fact, the finding didn't produce the bliss, nor the losing didn't produce the sadness, because the necklace has always been there. So what was happening was, that mental state was playing God about the necklace. So that which cannot be lost, it assumed was lost, and then suddenly all these other effects seemed as real as real can be. If I lost my precious necklace, I'm going to be bummed out. Suddenly, then she finds it, and she has that rush of joy of finding a valuable thing she's lost. But did she find or lose it? <coughs> it had always been the case. This is the situation. When you are what you're looking for, right now. And when you find it, and you think it took tons of time, there's going to be a download, and that download is, it's always been this way, it's never not been this way. It may look like it took tons of time to get there, but when it, when it seems to happen, it's going to download, it's always been this way, and nothing ever really fucking happened. Yeah? I didn't lose the necklace, I didn't find the necklace... Yeah. We had our friend, and we, I, last time I did this talk at my group in uh, where I live, a, a friend of mine, we go to a coffee shop to have coffee after the meeting, and he came to the coffee shop, then he asked some people from the coffee shop to drive him back to the place where we had the meeting, and when he got back there, his truck was missing, which is like a run-down beater, and he's with two people, and he started flipping out, someone stole my truck, and the two people with him going, who the fuck would steal that truck? It was like, oh, terrible truck. But he went off on this huge thing, and they had to call us up to ask about to his best friend, because he was flipping out. So they called me, and they said, can you talk to John? So I give it to John, and John says, oh, Craig, your car truck's near the cafe. You saw me looking for a parking space, and you jumped in, and we walked to the cafe together. So now, suddenly, he's found his truck. <laughs> but did he lose the truck? <laughs> did anyone steal the truck? But his reactions were based on an assumption that wasn't true. Guess what? <laughs> That's everyone's day. <laughs> we're living... We're, this whole thing is based on assumptions. Completely. <laughs> I had a trip last to Canada, and then... Uh, they sent me the information. No, I, yeah, I, had, I was going to Canada and I had to go to North Carolina. So they sent me the information. So I figured, all right, I can go to Canada and then go home for two weeks and then fly to, to uh, the East Coast. But 
I thought the fight was eight to nine, but the emails they sent me was, you've got to speak in North Carolina October 1st. But I just forgot that, and I assumed it was October 8th and 9th. So I made all the plans based on that assumption, so I, I find out that it's on the 1st, and I'm in Toronto, and I can only go home for like three days, and I've got to fly back east, which I could have just stayed back east. But the assumption, which I would have sworn on a Bible, was correct. And when I went back to the emails, they never said the 8th or 9th, it was the 1st and 2nd. But the assumption led me to believe, and then all this shit happens. What's happening with us every day? Our whole life is based on the assumption we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And everything from there, everything from, from that point... That's the reference. Now, everything that comes towards you is coming towards that. Everything that moves through you is moving from that. Yeah? It's called self-centeredness. It's the system most of us are saddled with. Yeah? Everything is looked at or seen as how it pertains to us. So, if you want, if you see the beast, you won't be the beast. Yeah? So, if you see how it works, and what, how selfing works is, its movement is to claim. That's its whole movement. It doesn't have a life, so it'll claim a life that you offer it, right? How does it do it? You can see it. It's in this, it's in, you'll recognize it. It's, its footprints are in the language. And one of its biggest footprints is my, M-Y. So if we had a thing here, a chalkboard, and I put the, the word money up there, relationships up there, health up there. And everyone would respond based on what they thought their condition was, yeah? Some meaning would be given to it. Now, I'm going to change the meaning of those words completely without changing the word. So, I'm just going to put my in front of it. My money. My health. My relationships. Now, I want every one of you to have tons of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. See the difference? It's huge. That my is the selfie all day. Problem, my problem. Body, my body. Girlfriend, my girlfriend. I have a real lot of fun with this girlfriend. And then one night she's christened my girlfriend. And suddenly I think I have the right to look at her emails and, you know, park in front of her house to see who she's seeing. Then I'm up on stalking charges a few more weeks later. (laughs) What happened? I was having a great time. The head changed. There was an ownership of it. There was a claiming of it. And then it changed the whole meaning of it. That's what's happening all day. And the funny thing is, when you catch the burglar in your house, you call it me. That's the dilemma. You're not recognizing the parasite. If you would see it as a foreign installment, or a parasitical movement, and that's what I see it as, a possibility that wouldn't be available until that moment becomes available, which is, I can be free from it. If you're identified as it, all your attempts to be free will be free as that, or for that, where the real freedom is from it. Yeah? When you see that you're not that, the possibility of true freedom becomes available. It doesn't take any time whatsoever. It's just in seeing what you're not is finding out what you are. And you're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes? You're not the thinker. This is what it does. The selfing claims thoughts and implies that they that you're the thinker of them. Claims feelings and say they're your feelings. Claims actions and say they're your actions. Yeah. And the difference between a thought and my thought is huge. Yeah. Your thoughts that are driving you crazy right now, I have total immunity to. But the same thoughts, if I was holding them as mine, may have the ability to really screw me over. It's not the thoughts, it's the mind. There's an activity that we're not noticing that's going on all the time, and it's called the act of being identified as a self. That's the basis of the mental state. It uses memories and perceptions and thoughts and feelings and actions to keep reinforcing it, and there we go. So the bonding isn't an event, it's an activity. It's called bondage of self. It's not bondage to self, because there is no self to be bonded to. It's called bondage of self. So, believing that you're a self is the bondage. Yes? What would happen if you see you're not? Find out. That's the message.
So Ramana says this beautiful thing. There's the presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation from a non-existent thing. If that's in place, your spiritual practices themselves may be used to reinforce the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Beautiful statement. Hear it? When your spiritual practices themselves are being used to reinforce the non-existent thing as what existing, yeah? then how can those same practices destroy it? And first of all, how could you destroy a non-existent thing? It's non-existent. What would you need to do about a non-existent thing other than see that it's not existing? Nothing else. And then rest there. You'll have a sense of presence because your interest and attention won't be constantly sent into yesterday and tomorrow to verify that you're this action figure and you'll rest in some space, your own space, and that's the presence they talk about. The presence is just undirected interest and attention, really. You're just awake to being awake. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Has that any ever demonstrated any thought and effort? Do you take classes to see? You know? <laughs> <laughs> And does it seem to have any volition? If a bird flies by and if my eyes are looking that way, I'm seeing the bird. Now, I may have an opinion, or I may have taken a vow, I'm never going to see a bird again, but I've seen the bird. <laughs> because what comes first is the consciousness in contact. The thought that you're the one who's in consciousness is, comes later. But this is the trick, this is the move it does. It presupposes itself. So when it's assumed to be, when you're assumed to be a self, which happens after a process, it implies that you were before the process. That's the beauty of it, the trick. It's unbelievable. It negates the whole demonstration of what you are by the conscious contact all day by claiming the consciousness and calling it you that's conscious. Now you are the one who's seeing, you're the one who's hearing, you're the one who's feeling, you're the one who's tasting, and you're the one who's touching. And that is total bullshit. <coughs> you're an afterthought. You're an afterthought and it implies it's before. That's what happens all day. <laughs> I've seen it from head to toe. I've seen it. <laughs> and it, all it does is replicate and duplicate and maybe change degrees. So some problems look bigger than others, some minds look bigger than others, some minds look bigger than others, some me's look bigger than others at times, but it's the same, same movement, over and over again. It doesn't have a life, but you, you give it the possibility of having a life. And what we end up with is an interpretation. You know? When we're young, we're experiencing life is happening, then you go into an interpretation, now life's happening to me. It's a total story. Yeah. For me, it didn't work. It drove me to drink, really. It did. It drove me a lot of things. It drove me crazy. There's such a difference between really living <coughs> and hoping you'll be living, or being ha need, or having you know nostalgic trips about once you were living. Yeah. You see what it's done. Your inherent okayness has been put in the time, and now you live with the hope I will be okay, or with stories that you were once okay. But the inherent okayness isn't available. It's all based on you now, everything. Yeah? So, there's a statement, a great Zen master, Hawaiian Po, says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So, yeah? Throw them out. It's not the body that's seen whatever can be perceived I'm seeing this, you're seeing this cannot be perceived so it's not the body the body is a non-existent thing that's being given existence by what's moving through it Yes, that's what's seen so he says if you use the Buddha to seek the Buddha 
You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the mind, big M mind, to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. You can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. So if there's a searching for the Buddha, there must be a belief that you're not the Buddha. Why would the Buddha look for the Buddha if it's the Buddha? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Why would I want to know the Buddha if I'm being the Buddha? <laughs> it seems like a real downgrade. You know what I mean? I'd much rather be the Buddha than to know the Buddha. <laughs> so these are warnings. It's like, you know, on a cigarette pack where they have the warning, this could be hazardous to your health. This should be in all the fucking spiritual books. This, should be, this book could be hazardous to your spiritual health because you'll be... The identification is very, very fast. I'm serious. It is very quick. It, and it will claim anything it comes in contact with. There's not one topic that's sacrosanct to it. It will claim anything and everything. Whatever, it's brought, whatever is brought into its attention, which is through conscious contact, it's going to claim. It's going to attempt to claim. That's what it does. Yeah? But if you see it, then it doesn't, the grip and the hold doesn't happen because for false evidence to appear real, which is like an acronym we use in, in recovery, false evidence appears real fear. If you look at that, how could false evidence ever appear real? It would have to appear real to what's real, yeah? False evidence to appear real has to be convincing to what's real for it to take it to be real. We're in reality. You know? We're in reality right now. And many of us, the reality is taking false evidence to appear to be real. And it's living that story out. And more and more, it gets more in a way dried up because it's less alive and it has and it's stuck with a big story about being alive. Yeah. So it, there's also someone called me, Luke or someone, about a simple method. If you want to use a method just use self-inquiry. So, if you're worrying about next week, don't get into the all the opinions about worrying about next week. Just ask who is it that's worrying about next week. Yeah? And when it says me, ask who's that me? And just let the light that's constantly being broadcasted out by the mental state back and just see what happens. Yeah? Usually something's going to occur. So when you're going on and you know, you have a big story about, you know, this happened to me, that happened to. But who did it happen to? Yeah? If it wasn't you, the whole feeling will change. Yeah? It's just like if I'm sitting here and there's another meeting in the other room and there's a girl that I want to know that's at that other meeting. And uh, so I'm keenly interested in what she thinks about me. So I'm supposed to be doing a talk, but my interest, my head is in there because it means a lot more to me than you do. You know? <laughs> and I want to find out how, what Kate thinks of me. And so people notice that I'm not seemingly that attentive to what's going on. So they say something to me. I go, yeah, yeah, but I can't pull my little, the herd back of attention interest because it's very, I'm going to get married to her. She hasn't been talking to her. And there's no divorce in the horizon. It's all married. <laughs> So then someone sees, brings me a book and puts it on the table in front of me says, and it's like, how to lose an interest in a conversation in another room. I page through it. I agree with the principles, but it doesn't apply, you know, when I most need it. So finally, she says something, and I'm listening to Achille, and she says, I really like that guy, Matt, and my name's Paul, so what happens? I lose interest immediately in that conversation. I don't have to send Navy SEAL 16 in to retrieve my attention. It's not about me. That needs to be applied to this. Because you think this is all about you. That's why you're listening to it with great devotion for 40 fucking years. 
You were lit, if you heard the stuff in your head all day and it had a ticker tape underneath, this is Stanley's, you would have turned it off like in three minutes. You have no interest in listening to about, about Stanley, but you're extremely interested <laughs> if it's about seeing the youth. Yet the broadcast that Stanley's buying is the same stock version of self centeredness It just has the name Stanley on it. And yours has your name on it. That's that's it's like a product that never needs to improve because you fucking buy it anyway every day. You know? And when it enters any topic in your life, you call it me. It's got carte blanche. I've seen it. I'm just a whole, that's why we come here. I wish I had better news. Much better to do some stretching and breathing and feel really fucking great. <clears throat> but that can go on forever and ever, and the bonding of self will continue with it. It'll be like a shadow you can never outrun. So you might as well hear it. It's up to, I don't care what you do with it, but I feel you have the right to hear the message just like I heard it. Because it actually put a lot of my life, like, just stopped it. You know, I haven't spent any time... I've been freed from the need to be liberated. Fuck it, really. I could give a shit about liberation. It has nothing to do with anything. It really doesn't. The thing that wants to be liberated is not you. It's dying to be liberated, but it wants to be there when it gets liberated. That's why nothing never happens. Yeah. Everyone wants to be there to experience their own absence. It's not going to happen. Everyone wants to get it. You're not going to get it. How can you get what's already gotten? You are what you're looking for. That's the problem. We can't recognize it, it because it's not going to look like it's coming. It's here. It's totally here. It's like the fish in the water it could actually believe it's dry because it's never been out of the water. It has no sense of the water because it's completely always in the water. That's what it's like. We are completely immersed in what we are and we're not noticing it whatsoever. Something is misdirecting the intention and interest. And it's the mental state. Because it loves what it's making. And what it's making is this little action figure called Paul. Yeah. It's freedom from bondage of self. And I'm humbly saying the freedom is inherent. It's in the inherent condition. You are inherently free from the bondage of self. It can only seem to be different to you. But it doesn't change the fact. It's just like the sky. <coughs> Tons of shit appears in the sky, yet nothing affects it. You can have 4th of July explosions, the sky never gets ripped off. You never hear a pilot call the tower and say, I ran into a big chunk of sky. When it rains, the sky doesn't get wet. Yes? Tons of planes fly through it. It's, that's what mind is like. Mind is contextual. This is content, and what we are is context. This is appearing in mind. Mind is not appearing through this. This is an appearance in mind. You ever hear of the Course in Miracles? Yeah, so <clears throat> there's a great statement, many of them. One of them I like the one of the most is you and I are the dreamer of the dream. I like to say dreaming. I don't believe in nouns. So you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming, let's say. Yeah? We forget that we're dreaming. Now, first of all, how the hell could that happen? Well, it can happen, but it can seemingly happen which means it can appear to be true to what's true that it's happened. Yeah? You see? Seemingly is the greatest word in this language. It means it appears to be true or false to you. Basically, everything is that case. So, yeah? So, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. Now, I looked into it. I said, well, how's that, being, well, how's that happening? Well, we become identified as the dreamt. Yeah? We're taking ourselves to be a thing. All right, so now in this new condition, which isn't true, from here, now we give everything we're dreaming the power to affect us as the dreamt. Isn't that our day? <laughs> it's like a diagram of everyone's day. We forget that we're the dreaming, and, that, and how do we keep seemingly forgetting by being identified as the dreamt? 
In that situation, we now give everything all the meaning it has like usual, but now we've given it a new meaning that it can really fuck with us. And so it does. One thought can ruin your day. Eh? <coughs> One feeling could herald a lifelong depression. Yeah. See it. There are no non-duality teachers. There's teachers of duality. You can teach about what you're not. The only thing that can happen with what you are is being it. You cannot freaking know it. cannot understand it. You can just be it. That's it. And when the mental say says, oh, I'm so far away, you don't believe it. When it says you're getting closer, you don't believe it. Yeah? You hear the thoughts, but you're not listening to the thoughts. Yes? Yeah. Why would you want to blame the radio for the songs it's playing? It's nothing to do with the radio. The radio's going to transmit what's coming through. If the self-sendedness is the dominant fucking station, you're going to live on the K-Paul. You're going to be following golden oldies all day, buying the same old shitty shaving cream shit, on and on and on. Nothing's going to really change. But that, you can pick up a lot of stations. Yeah? You can pick up centeredness and see how that goes. Yeah? Yeah. With just so much power, we are, it's unbelievable how much faith we all are. Yeah? The force of faith. See it. If you have faith in a failed system of thought, what are you going to produce? Tons of anxiety. People's day to day, if they're here and they're flipping out, they're not responding to what's happening. They're reacting to what's not happening. And most people, that's all that's happening all day. They're reacting to what their head thinks is going to happen or thought did happen. That's insane. It's insane to be displaced like that. To see that the thought system which I'm relying on has no value about this moment except to think about yesterday and tomorrow. What more evidence do you need that it's a failed system? It's like a crazy GPS. It's like a GPS that every day will get you on I-5 South. <laughs> every fucking day the thing will say when you first get in oh half hour to your destination and then minutes more minutes are added on and then the exits are closed and there's no way off and then what happens you just hunker down alright fucking high five it for the year after year after year because the, oh you go back to the old reliable no way off high five all the other ways would be much longer high five it sucks. It's like a failed GPS, and we keep renewing our subscription to it. It downloads maps that don't get us to happy, joyousness, and freedom. For me, I want to be happy, joyous, and free, and I end up in jail. That's what would happen. I just wanted to have a good time, listen to the old wise one up there, and I'd be arrested by 12 at night. Like, a lot. <laughs> it's a failed system. Seriously, I've stopped. Look at this. Who gets run over twice in one night? It's very difficult to do. It's unbelievable. I get run over. The guy doesn't know what he hits, so he backs up and he hits me again. It's incredible. <laughs> I was all safely at home at my sister's house, super cold night in Long Island, New York, January 30th. Go to a bar on the way home. My friend's works there. It's only the waitress and the bartender, him. He gives me a quaalude, drinks some shots of Grand Marnier. Go home, see me for the rest of the night. <laughs> but no, get home. My head gets agitated. A big party probably erupted at the bar. Like, no one's fucking going out on Sunday night, freezing. But I get back in the car, drive there with the hopes of whatever, you know. I never make it across the street. I get run over twice, <clears throat> come out of a coma, whatever. And I'm in a new movie, a hospital melodrama, and I'm once again the fucking star of it. With my legs up. What the hell happened? <laughs> it's dangerous. 
I've known people in San Quentin that killed someone in a blackout, and they must have been compelled by thought. And the big booster rocket to all thoughts, and they're trying to break the surface. We're the membrane of a lot of insane shit possibly happening. A lot of shit's going on in whatever, netherworld, and some of it can come through us. And if it has enough power, if the thought can convince you to act, and then that action can produce an effect, it may be a long, long-lasting tattoo on your ass. Yeah? Like, you may do something under the influence of that head that you're going to pay for, seemingly, for the rest of your life. I said, I used the example with my girlfriend, Deb, my old girlfriend. I may have, may have thought about I hate her, you know, 50 times in six years, maybe more, you know? But I never said it, so everything just went swimmingly. But that one night, I said it to her. And then an hour or two, I forgot I said it. But she never forgot. Nor did all her girlfriends, after she called them, ever forgot. And I'll tell you, it had a huge effect on relationship from that point on. It was just a thought that was could have passed through like zillions of others. But this little claiming had occurred to my, and there was enough energy behind it. I started, it started you know, she is a fuck of that. And then I acted, <coughs> and then I'm acting, and then I'm tattooed. It's, there's, there's a need for immunity to thought. And you're not going to get it by taking yourself to be a thinker. No fucking way. Because that's a thought in itself. So much stuff passes and goes. So much is just potential. It needs you to find fulfillment out here. You're like an incredible doorway for a lot of shit and a lot of good shit to come through. You know? And it's usually based on what's directing you. If you're being directed by the mental state, a lot of shit can come through. If you're being directed by what you want to call spirit, other qualities show up. Yeah? To me, one is a much better form of traveling that I call traveling lighter. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, whatever. Any more questions? Yeah. So I'm constantly finding myself selfing, you know, becoming, and I agree with what you say intellectually, and I've read, you know, Ramana Maharshi, and I've read a lot of that non-duality type of stuff, and I agree with it, but, and it may give me a good afternoon, it may give me a good week, but then inevitably I come back to being a self. And it's constantly happening. As you said, it happens very quickly. So it's like, who is it that's even getting tired of being a self? And wh- how can you implement some type of action if you're not going to implement any action? Why don't you stay with the first thing you said? Who is it that's getting sick and tired of being a self? Don't answer. Just sit with that for a while. Yeah? That will produce more value than the next one going on and on. Just start asking subjective questions. Because you're not doing the selfing. The selfing does a you. Yeah? You're not doing the selfing. See, that's the product of the selfing, is the feeling that you're doing it or you're being done to by it. That's the product of the selfing. So just ask, who is it that feels like they're doing the selfing? Don't don't have any answer. Just sit there. Let it go. And then when it says me or something, just ask again. Yeah? And just let the light, because it's not in the habit of going in. It has in the habit of going in and hitting your little happy face, a picture of you, and then revolving around that. But to go through that, yeah? There's value there. And they'll produce a sense of a pause, and a lot can be revealed at that moment. Yeah? Yeah? I, yes. First, is, is uh is the sense of the sense of pain gonna be the motivation that's gonna snap me back to be like, oh my gosh, I'm totally myself again. I'm I'm, I'm playing this melodrama again. And it just seems like that state is something that I'm constantly in. We've we identified as I am I am in this state, but it's like the pain of 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 coming to self again. It's like, how do we try to maintain that, just that realization more? Because we have all this external stuff going around, and then I'm with other people, and I'm drawn, and I'm going back and forth. So, the, 
with this information, I would want to try to maintain my state. Let go of that one. Mm-hmm. You know, ask who is it that wants to maintain the state? Mm-hmm. That's not the state that's saying that. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of masquerading as you arise. If you can start seeing it, more gets revealed. So this is what happened with me when I first started coming to talks like this years and years ago. I heard a lady speak. And it really wasn't what she said. It was just the space. And it brought up a lot. So I was sitting there and I, I shared and I said, you know, when I came into the room, I was watching emotional states and mental states and noting physical states. But there was an assumption that it was me watching those things. And just from hearing the satsang, I realized that was another mental state, watching the mental states, watching the emotional states. Yes? So my aperture, very similar like a camera, my aperture was locked in self-centeredness, small, a small uh, view, yeah? Very tunnel vision. And so in this, the self will play the role of being an observer of the system, but it's in the system. Yeah? So that which is saying, I'm observing the system, is in the system. What's truly seeing the system isn't saying it's seeing the system. It's being seeing the system. Yeah? So when it's stated, you know that's the baloney. Yeah? So what happens is the aperture opens up. And now, yes? That which you called you is included in front of the camera, and you see that it's not you, okay? So now you're living, and suddenly the same little trick occurs. There's a solar rising, and now it's saying, man, I've seen two levels of selfing as not selfing, and, but suddenly, right, <laughs> that's also selfing, yeah? So this happened about seven times, so the aperture went like this, this, and this is how it went. It's pretty cool, really. See, realizations that are safe are like this, right? But this went, and suddenly, this was seen, yeah? Over and over again, in front of the camera. So, if I'm seeing this, I can't be looking from this. So, I did about seven of them, and then the seven of them, maybe the seventh was like a hundred monkey, my mind got it, went, and I realized it's always that which is arising is always going to state subtly it's me and I'm not that. Yes. Don't say it, a, a sense of it. Yeah. So now it doesn't ha- I don't have to go through eight hundred experiences, seven did it, boom, and it's like the hundred monkey. My mind got it. Yeah. So whatever arise shows up and starts claiming to be the seeing, that's not seeing. Yeah? That's the selfing is going to keep claiming that it's seeing selfing. That's what it does. <laughs> it hopes that you'll emphasize the selfing and now it will be the self, the true you that's seeing the selfing. It's selfing. That's yeah, like this. Here's a Active being identified as self. It's just a verb. Okay? And suddenly you, like you were saying, just an example. I see that I'm selfing. Suddenly there's a pop-up of a noun. Now you. Yeah? But this is also a verb. It keeps going. And then now there's a more subtle pop-up. Oh, I'm seeing a real subtle selfie. No, that's a verb. Yeah? And then, no. <laughs> you see? As soon as it does this, it's a whole right angle. It changes fucking everything. You are now in the midst of an interpretation. This, life's still happening, happening, happening. The noun, there's an assertion of a noun to produce an interpretation that it's happening to me. If you see it, you're not it. Yeah? So you've caught the thief maybe seven times. First you saw him come in the front door, then he came through the side door, then he came out in the skylight, then he came in the back, but you've recognized him. Yeah? And what you've recognized him as not you, then that's rest. Now you're not asking who am I, because you've seen who I'm not. Yeah? So now you're resting and you're chilled out. What more do you want? <laughs> on, a, on a stabilized level, not 
based on circumstances and situations, but based on an inherent condition, which is much more reliable, obviously, yeah? Yeah. Does it necessarily follow that as you dismask, dismasquerade, the deception, that you come to more and more truth, that life in itself, we should eventually be able to perceive eternal life? Does that, does that follow your... Can you follow that train of thought? No, I mean, you don't perceive eternal life. Be it. Well, you are that, yes. We should. Sure. And literally, we should be able to eventually translate that to our physical bodies once we're, we pull in... But who would want to do that? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a thought. Yeah, who would want to do that? <coughs> who would want to turn, you know, translate it into the physical body? It may not. It could, but I don't. It's not like a. That's my my comprehension of, of yeah. my biblical studies is that eternal life is the true prize, but how we attain it is is why I'm here. Oh, you see, for me, I don't see the prize unless you're the prize already. Yeah, I see the. As far as it went back, all I've run into is seeing, and there's nothing else there. You know? And it's everything, really. And I don't believe there's a prize that we're going to attain. You can maybe say you're going to express something, but you're not going to attain anything. Because all things come from source, and... So as we meld with source, hmm? we know that source is eternal we at some point should become eternal. We don't know source is eternal, we're being I, I eternal, eternal, eternal. Yeah, we're being eternal, not knowing it. We're being it, it's different. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what it will want to do or not want to do. Okay. Maybe it will embody the body, maybe it won't. I mean, right. some great masters I respect died of cancer. So. Some masters that I've known of are also still alive after more than 100 years. So. Yeah, yeah, so it could go either way, I guess, you know. All I see is, on a dog shit level, today, you know, it has a lot of applicability, because you'll know the problem from the relief from it. When you get relief from it, you'll know what it is. And I'm, I'm humbly telling you, it's the act of being identified as a self, is the, is the basis of a lot, a lot of the bullshit. If it wasn't happening to you, you'd be much more accepting of it. If you saw it as a happening, you'd be able to dance with it much better because when it's happening to you, then you have tons of opinions why it shouldn't be happening to you. And it goes on and on. And it's like a, like a mental minutiae fucking avalanche. Yeah? Tons of possibilities arise out of this insane impossibility that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You can be the source of all love and be lonely. Yeah, you can have tons of things happen in separation it's like giving let's say you went to a show of John Coltrane great sax player and he was sitting there and say John riff on separation and he went off on a fucking three day this is what the mind's doing it's an insane idea oh alright we're going to be separate things and we're going to be separate and a lot of things that we really 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 want and need will be outside ourselves Go to it. <laughs> what to do? This is what can happen. So I can be totally be the source of all love and yet be, feel like I'm unloved. You know? So all these insane possibilities arise just with this identification of self. It, I'm telling you, it's like opening up a fucking infinite Pandora's box. Because you're going to be dwelling mostly in what's not happening and anything can be happening in what's not happening. You can be sitting here and be so concerned you're going to have cancer three weeks from now, you'll feel like you have cancer now. But one beautiful thing is, there is something that's happening, which is, and, has, and it has a quality that what's not happening cannot have, which is it's happening. You may not like it, but it's happening. And this is, this is the immunity, being awake to being awake is the immunity to what's not happening which most people are constantly being sucked up into, seemingly. It's not them, it's, the, it's, it's that which they call them is getting sucked up. The mental state is what can go up the ass of self, not you. You've never been touched what you are, ever. Nothing that's ever happened has left any mark on what we are. 
That's the beauty of it. You're, you're not, really not even forgiven. There's nothing that ever happened to be forgiven. You're off the freaking hook in a lot of ways. Does that mean you're irresponsible? No, it means you're, on the, it means you're accountable, but it's like if my dog shits on the neighbor's lawn and they call me, I'm not embarrassed. It was my dog. It's the dog. I'll, but I'm accountable. I'll go there and clean up, but I don't have tons of guilt. It's not like I shit on the ground. It was the dog. But this is what happens with us. You drink alcohol and drugs, if you're like this action figure, you're apt to do almost anything to anybody. When I'm under the influence of narcotics, I'm apt to do anything to anybody. Like we say, it's like dancing with a gorilla. You're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. Yet, the mental state still keeps harvesting guilt and shame from all that behavior, which I had nothing to do with. I was taken over by a fucking parasite, and it was using me for transportation. Where is the forgiveness in that? There's a huge amount of forgiveness in it. If you see that you were truly powerless, that you were taken over, you're free from all that guilt and shame. It's the being the doer, then that's what gets you done by everything, is you believing you're the doer of things. All we are are compelled to action. We're moved by tons of shit. Look at where I live, Marin County. Very nice place. Very nice people. You've seen that at the airport, and then their flight gets canceled or delayed. They start losing it. They're fucking cutting in line. They're going past the wheelchair people. All their civility is just totally situational. Yeah? You change a little something, and they're fucking at each other's throats. It's very, very, very tenuous here. Yeah? But would he not follow that? It's just a sense of grace that would allow a non-self to recognize himself as a non-self, to recognize you know, we got this oneness, and then I got this shell, and all these shells, and I'm going to be the shell until the non-self says I'm not the shell. That'd be about right? Well, you were never the shell. It's just an appearance, yeah. But you're going to ride that appearance... Well, you're not. The appearance is going to ride. You're not doing much at all. You think you are, but you're not. This is dreaming, if you look at it. Even on you, on the basic level here, just look at that your day is subjectified. Yeah. So this event isn't going to impress anyone. You're going to use what you use to make the event the event to you. It's your experience, yes? That's dreaming. <laughs> that's like dreaming 101 so we're all we're dreaming and in my sense is everything is happening but in fact nothing ever happened because it's always happening it never stops to become what happened it's all verbing never stopping verbing yeah it's all just verbing everything all so there's no stopping so nothing ever could possibly happen because it's always happening yeah it's dreaming. I don't know how to put this into a question. But what about experiences? Experiencing glimpses or seeing or encountering or that full flash of realization of seeing that which is indescribable and definable. For example, <laughs> Sign up for the product line. <laughs> Seriously, it's like meat for the mind, so the mind can entertain the possibility. Mind can entertain infinite possibilities, but here it's saddled with it, usually has to hear it or get a hit of it before it can entertain it. Yeah? It's got to get a little flavor. Then it's sort of like the fish in loaves. Once it gets a flavor, it can make tons of it, but it needs to get a flavor, like in me. Getting run over didn't produce a surrender, you know. Getting arrested didn't produce surrender. Getting overdosing didn't produce a surrender. A surrender came over me at a regular day at the office. I was just drinking until I could get loaded on some, you know, drugs, yeah? Yet something intervened, something downloaded in my life, and it didn't stop in my head. It went somewhere else, you want to call it the innermost, and it was like a CNN newsflash, not a no story, just a headline, and it was, I'm fucked. 
Now, people who knew me had knew I was fucked for a long time. But in a sense, I had a denial of it. It wasn't getting in. And this just bypassed all the defenses and just went right to the heart of whatever this is and said, you're fucked. And that's never changed. And from that point on, I never had a thought or a feeling to get loaded again. Like that isotope of urge that nobody could put out. My mother couldn't do it. The state couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No human power could do it. Something did it. Yeah, and now I've been sober and clean for 29 years. Fucking was mind-boggling. Yeah. So I've had demonstrations, and that demonstration was surrender. So now I can entertain surrender, and now it's surrendered. Yeah. But I had to have the taste first, or I would just my head would just keep making concepts about it. But then when I got a taste of the real deal, then the mind could entertain it. And it's become the basis of my little action figure life. Because yeah. I was in trouble a lot. I couldn't stay on the road. I just veer off. And when things, when I veered off, shit happened. Big shit happened. So, yeah, that was a really huge demonstration that convinced me quite a lot that there is something that can do for me what I can't do for myself. Yeah, so self can't get out of self. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You've got it. Something has to. There's got to be a non-approach to what is. Yeah, which is negation, really. You just negate what you're not, and that's how you find out what you are. Yeah, that's it. Maybe maybe floating would be a good way to get that example. Floating is great. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of ways. You already have it. It's nice to kindle it off. Right. So that, to, yeah. to get there for that first time, to know that there's something yeah, that's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great. Yeah, sure. Or just come to satsang. You already got. You already got the spiritual subpoena. You've been Zen bitch slapped without even knowing. <laughs> See where it goes, yeah. Um, we got to get back to yeah, no, you sooner or later. You later. Get, get um, this is really humiliating to the mental state. After a while, I listened to you for a very long time. And um, after a while, it just everything just starts falling down, falling down, falling down. I, after, you, you give up trying to be behind the camera until you recognize. It takes no effort to be there. So it's really hard to express to people because you end up feeling like the woman who is trying to express that she found the necklace that she never lost. So, anyway, yeah, more I, statements than anything else. Yeah. I can't really, there's no getting out of it. it. There's a total freedom in not trying to get out of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, to me, satsang for me is could be repeated. Yeah. Because it's an invitation, yeah? It's not a dissertation. So I find... And a lot of the trouble we're in is based on repetition. The head is repeating stuff about the non-you quite a lot. So we're using the the poison like an antidote. So that's why we put so much content out, and new content on the website for free. So you've got an interest to entertain it, and I have faith in the message for sure. I've watched it. I've seen. I've met a lot, a lot of people, and I can see what's happening. And yeah, and I have faith in the message. So I don't think you need much at all. Um, and I mean, I don't think you need an intensive. Isn't this intensive enough? This whole fucking life. Why would I want to go on an intensive? I think I've been on one for seventy something years, whatever. Yeah. I just. So you just come to a meeting, and live is the best, really. Live's the best, I believe, goes. But then the next video isn't so bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but live, is, to me, is the best. It's consensus, energy, space. Yeah. yeah. So, any more questions? Who was uh, some of your earliest teachers? I didn't really have teachers. Uh, the ones I liked, I used to see the Zen lady. She'd give me give me a Zen checkup every year or so. Yeah, that was cool. But I liked people I've liked. 
yeah, in writing and stuff. I like uh, Hawaiian Po, the teachings of Hawaiian Po by John Blofeld. You probably get it for like 30 cents on the internet now. John Blofeld, the teachings of Hawaiian Po. Is in, he was an old Zen master from China. But what's really cool is one of his followers was a scribe for the emperor's court. So after he gave a talk, this guy would write it down that day. So it's not like 300 years later. It was right out of the horse's mouth. And then I liked, uh, I liked Ramana Maharshi a lot, Nizagadatta Maharaj, Course in Miracles, very, very much. I had a lot of sense felt stuff with the Course Miracles. I laughed a lot with the Course. Because it really describes the House of Cards and you're the ace. <laughs> you pull you out, the whole card goes down. You want to get some of the other cards, but no, you're the keystone. Whatever. So that stuff. There were some, pe- some people I liked that gave thoughts and some I won't. I don't want to say them. Uh, I think non-duality, maybe we can stop this. I'll get it personal here. Non-duality again, you hit that red button. Again, because of... Uh, 